Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Welcome to City Life Lansing. Thank you for investing time together. We pray today will be a day that is fresh, adventurous, and that you hear a call, I hear a call, we hear a call, that there's an invitation into a new land. Today is titled, Kill the Noise, Turn Up Heaven. When I would go visit some of my family in Canada, we'd get in the line at the bridge. I'm not a big heights guy. That's not insert joke on my height. Not a big heights guy on the bridge and you're stopped. You got the music turned on, but as you get closer to customs, you can start to feel, you get nervous. You gotta be very focused because the customs person is going to screen you, ask you questions. Even if you're a kid in the back seat, they're gonna ask you, where are you going? What is your reason for being here? Are you bringing any goods with you? And in that moment, they're trained. They pull up your license plate. They're running some stuff. They're discerning if you can enter the new land. Before we enter July, we think it's going to be a time for all the city lifers and all those that are tuning in wondering, okay, what does my life look like for July? That there's going to be a time that we carve out for the whole month a series titled Freedom. When you enter the kingdom of heaven and the sun sets you free, there is real freedom. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of next month, we're gonna look past our president. We're gonna look to our king, Jesus. We're going to look past our country and we're going to look to our kingdom. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be disrespectful to our country, but reposition ourselves, major on the major, and remember where our help, our hope, and our love and our peace comes from. And just like entering the new uh, different country, Canada, that you turn off the radio, you get silent, We got to turn off the world's volumes that is so loud right now. Kill the noise and turn up heaven. Let me pray for us as we enter to kill the noise and turn up heaven. Jesus, right now, so many of us, we are carrying a lot of noise. Noise that you didn't put there. You're always in tune. You're always sound. Focused with love. 
you're sober, you're alert, you're active. And it always comes from a posture of heaven's best. Help us kill the noise right now and turn up everything that you have in our lives. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to take us to 1 Samuel 3 and read a majority of the chapter. I'm going to read it out of the message translation, which helps illustrate and highlight to us what's taking place here. The boy Samuel was serving God under Eli's direction. Eli was a high priest at that time. This was a time at a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. Throughout history, when God's voice is rarely heard or seen, the backdrop there is he's displeased. And there's a mystery there because we want God to show up on our time, in our ways, in our methods. And he's not on our clock. He's working in mysterious ways that are so beautiful. And as we pause, we see him in so many ways that we didn't originally see. One night, Eli was sound asleep. His eyesight was very bad. He could hardly see. It was well before dawn. The sanctuary lamp was still burning. Samuel was still in bed at the temple of God where the chest of God rested. Then God called out, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, yes, I'm here. Then he ran to Eli saying, I heard you call. Here I am. Samuel hears God, thinks it's Eli, and he runs to Eli, and he's like, here I am. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And so he did. God called again, Samuel, Samuel. God got up and went to Eli, or Samuel got up and went to Eli. I heard you call. Here I am. Eli again said, son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. This all happened before Samuel knew God for himself. You know, sometimes it's not that God's quiet or he's not speaking. It's that we don't know God for ourselves. To look at him, gaze upon him, spend time with him. And there's an issue there. You would, the high priest Eli should be able to discern that it is God calling Samuel, but he can't. And that shows the problem. Leadership in place had gotten off and this can happen to any of us. I think we're so prone to say, look where someone else is off instead of first examining God, where am I off? What noise has come into my life? It was before the revelation of God had been given to him personally. God again called Samuel the third time. Yet again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Yes, I heard you call me. Here I am. 
That's when it dawned on Eli that God was calling the boy. The persistence, the patience of heaven many times needs to knock on our door before all parties realize God's at work. You ever seen that meme story? Um, it's been in movies. It's, but person dies, get, you know, ask God, why didn't you help them? They were, you know, stranded and crying that God would help them. And the helicopter comes. They're like, no, I'm asking for God to help me. The boat comes. No, I'm asking God to help me. And finally, uh, you know, some people come and the person's like, no, I want God to help me. And the person dies, ask God, God, why didn't you help me? Well, I sent a helicopter, I sent a boat, and I sent people to help you. God is working in, with people. And as we examine him, spend time with him, focus on him, we can then see how he's mobilized and positioned us to be the extension of heaven, to offer freedom for the one. So Eli directed Samuel, go back and lie down. If the voice calls again, say, speak, God, I'm your servant, ready to listen. Samuel returned to his bed. Then God came and stood before him exactly as before, calling out, Samuel, Samuel. I believe right now that the power and the peace of heaven is calling us by name. That his spirit beckons through the life of Jesus, the heart of the Father, calling us by name. Jerome, Jerome, insert your name. Come on, kill the noise. Can you hear him? Calling you by name. And Samuel answered, speak, I'm your servant, ready to listen. Write that down. Speak, I'm your servant, ready to listen. That's what we want for July. Being the seventh month of 2020, seven representing completion that the creation story in six days, God created everything. And on the seventh day, he rested. Hebrews 4 also tells us that we are to enter his rest that still stands. And that God's people had a promised land. And when they ent would enter the promised land, that he promised them rest, shalom, which was peace. God's still promising that today, peace in the midst of chaos. And that's not an excuse to, to be silent. That's not an excuse to not be active. That's not an excuse, but it is a reminder for us to know that peace is not based upon what positions are going on in the world, that peace is from a person and his name 
is Jesus. Rest is from a person and his name is Jesus. Speak. Your servant is listening. And even the idea that one day we'll spend eternity with God. We'll be dead forever. This earth suit is temporary. And as we enter the transition that we'll spend forever, those in Christ with God and there will be rest. So July, we remember that what Jesus has done, he's already achieved everything. And the promise, the grace that he offers is a gift, freedom that we receive. We can't add to it. We don't take away from it. It is final, finished. He is the high priest that fulfilled all of the law. Innocent blood of a perfect man, God in the flesh, that lived lived the life I couldn't, but died the death that I should have. Because none of us are without sin. And now it puts us all in the same boat. We look at mankind differently with empathy to enter into the story that God wants to offer freedom for the one. So therefore, of course, we need to be radically engaged in the race, equality in our country, injustices being calibrated in a way that there is justice that models and reflects access for everybody to have the same opportunities. And Jesus followers, we want to be at the forefront of that. And how do we be at the forefront of that? We remember how our Lord lived. He achieved what we couldn't. And therefore now as we receive that, we rest and then we wanna be just like him. So we go out to live that way also because we are servants. Speak, your servant is listening. Freedom, true freedom. So I want to give you permission in July to kill the noise and turn up heaven and be like Samuel before God. Speak, I'm your servant ready to listen. God then speaks to him that he gives a prophecy, a rebuke to Eli's family that family uh, Eli's children have been blaspheming and speaking against God. Eli should have been in tune and able to calibrate that, correct them, and and, and bring the appropriate discipline needed. And instead he didn't. And here's God speaking to Samuel, telling him that this is going to come and they will be uh, wiped out. And all of this um, is going to take place. And then finally, Samuel tells it to Eli And Eli says, 
He is God. Let him do whatever he thinks is best. I love the humility there. And then Samuel grew up. God was with him. And Samuel's prophetic record was flawless. Why was he, was his record flawless? Because God was with him. Let's not assume, friends, for a moment that God is with us. We can say we know Jesus, Emmanuel, but maybe Jesus in times is resting by the tree. Maybe he went out into the wilderness to pray. Maybe he's at the well with the woman who he shouldn't be associated with in public, but he's fighting for the rights of the one. Maybe he's at home waiting for the son to return home. That's the paradox of the leadership of Jesus and that there isn't always either or. There's more angles to the equation. So friends, let's kill the noise. What are the noises, you might say? Okay, let's think about some of them. What are the noises that the world is feeding us? The echo chamber, it's just bouncing back to us all the time. Have you noticed the noise of hate? Bow, bow. Have you noticed noticed the noise of anger? Bow, bow. How about the noise of revenge, unforgiveness? Ignorance, the noise of lack of empathy, no understanding, doubling down on my kind. Not sure what type of music you listen to. Sometimes people don't like heavy metal because they say that's just a lot of noise. But heavy metal isn't just a lot of noise. It's profound musicians that are playing in very powerful ways. And unless we understand heavy metal, we'll look at it with a certain lens or filter and think it's just noise. But it's not noise. It's music that people enjoy. People have said, hey, rap music, that's just loud noise. I use the example of music for a moment here because in music, right, you can turn it up so loud, but the best part of music, it's not the bass, it's not the treble, it's not the progression. Sometimes it's in the rest, the pause, the break, Selah. You know, so it's like... The pause. Breathe. Rest. Because God is closer than our breath we breathe. We rest. One of the team members in City Life did a breathing exercise and they said, God is closer than the breath I breathe. And in the moment, 
when George Floyd and others have said, I can't breathe. Mankind let them down. But there was one closer than the breath in that moment. Fighting. It was God. And we now say, okay, I want to be an agent of change to make sure that junk don't happen. That, it, we got to change it. And we hate, I mean, come on, we should hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, anything that's evil. Reading stories of people detained at the border and hearing how kids are living. It's just evil. We can just say, well, they're not, they're not citizens here. No, we got to look past our country, look to our kingdom. It's evil. It doesn't mean that there's, it's either or. We can, we, can, we can have policies of how people can live in a region, but it, we can also then mobilize to better strategies, right? We can look and see people are without food or water in our world. We can look past that. And we can get so overwhelmed that we're so done and I'm just ready to give up because I don't know how to solve it. And even the noise of wanting to do good can get so loud that we're so overwhelmed. And then if we pause and we remember that Jesus has done it, I'm complete and now I want to go help the one. I want to help the one. I want to help the one. Black lives matter. I want to help the one. I want to help the kids at the border. We want a country that reflects the beauty and the qualities and the principles that it represents. We want that. We want to see access for people across the world. And how does that change take place? I believe that change takes place when me and you let the God of the universe love us, let his heart break for us. And we see how much it breaks for us. And when we pause, we see, oh my goodness, you did this for me? I want to go do this for somebody else. And now we're positioned to love in a way that is so unlike this world has ever seen. Because it's not based upon anything we do, anything that we can earn. It's not even based upon the results of what changes do take place because we're going to keep going until we see Jesus return because we're people that are fully complete by his finished work at the cross. So we kill the noise that would ever compete with the cross that is already complete. And then therefore we go move to love the one. So friend, let's kill the noise and turn up heaven. Turning up heaven? Well, here we go. Heaven is filled with compassion. Heaven is filled with passion. Heaven is filled with love. Heaven has a God on the throne who's just. There's justice. Turning up the volume on heaven also brings repentance to us. Where am I wrong? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Have you seen that Beats, uh, Beats by Dre commercial? Oh, they got the headphones on, getting ready to start the game. People are yelling at them. I mean, you can see, um, you want to see racism? I mean, we've, I mean, 
we don't have to look no further than sports. Watch what people say to players. People have gotten kicked out of a game, not able to come back for a whole year recently in the NBA. And in that commercial, you can see some of the players putting on the headphones. They kill the noise. And those noise-canceling headphones, boom. And then they just get in the zone and listen to a different tune and a different song. When we listen to the song of Jesus, we hear a beat of heaven. Because we're thinking long game, not just today. So do not hear that July is an excuse that somehow we're just going to pray and we're just going to focus on ourselves and that's where it's going to end. Because it's a fair critique of the church. Like where has the church been? And look at the misrepresentation of Jesus' followers for too long. I saw a picture this week of Ku Klux Klan members and a sign behind them and I said, Jesus, and it said, Jesus saves. And I thought, they don't know the Jesus I know. Because that picture is it's heresy. So Jesus isn't something we use to leverage. He's a person that bought our freedom. All races, all faces, all ages. So let's keep continuing, even in July, to think of how we're going to be more active in the long game. That's what Love in the City, One Life at a Time is all about. What is it about? It's about that you're the mission. A lot of times we think, well, what are we going to do as a church? Are you kidding me? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? And then what do we do? Yeah, we focus on inner city schools. We want to be a part of that holistic change. We focus in sports and, 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 and having Sunday experience and discipleship groups. And, but the, the, the best justice is going to take place is in me and you that we go out there. The petitions, the movements, the reading, the listening, the movies, the watching, the understanding, that zooming out, that we've been so in our bubble, we've been so in our echo chamber, just bouncing off and back and forth. We've just been listening to one side for so long and we might not even realize it, but we could be in a cult position if we aren't careful. We unite on Christ and Christ is going to make a lot of us, I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. He's going to make all of us uncomfortable. His career, he's going to make all of us uncomfortable. And then from letting Jesus have all of us, then we move and we say, God, am I doing it the right way? Speak, your servant's listening. So let's wrap this up. I want to read a psalm. Psalm 46, God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake, before the rush and roars of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains. Jacob wrestling, God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. River fountain splash joy, cooling God's city, the sacred haunt of the Most High. 
God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten. But earth does anything he says. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. Attention all. See the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth, bans war from pole to pole, breaks all the weapons across his knee, step out of the traffic, take a long, loving look at me. Your high God, above politics, above everything. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. That verse 10 in the Christian Standard Bible says, stop fighting, know that I am God. And then in the ESV, it says, be still and know that I am God. Pause, rest. Seven, July, freedom. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And what should the truth do? Set you free. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So will you get in the car with me right now? Let's take a trip past our border, past this world, and look up and be still and realize that there's a kingdom unlike this world has ever seen. And there's a king, and his name's Jesus. I want to lead us right now in a time of prayer. Will you take a breath with me, a deep breath? Be still means the... Hebrew word is harpu. And the root meaning is to sink, relax, or let go. And the picture I get is if I'm holding a sword, I'm like, I'm going to fight for what's right. And I feel like God's telling us today, we're gripping on that sword. It's like, no, no, someone's out to get me. Someone's out to get me. You don't know what they're doing. And, and I, I would say, yes, God sees that pain. He sees that hurt. He, he's there. But remember, God of the angel armies fights for you. And what he's saying, when we, when we be still, he's prying off our fingers, off that sword. He's prying it back. We're like, hold on, so close. If you've ever held on to something so long, it's like you can't even 
let it go. And, he, and he's prying it back. And, he, and, he's, and he's like, ah, and then and he's letting it go. And, 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 and he's just like, ah, oh, and he's letting it go. And, and he's just like, ah, and then finally, and it's like, ah, and then he takes the sword and he puts it down. And he just grabs you and he loves you. And he says, you are amazing. You're royalty. I died for you. Look at me. And he grabs you face to face. And he just says, kill the noise and turn up heaven. Turn up me. Isn't that good? I've heard specials, uh, movies and different things of Muslims being reached through dreams. And I watched a movie one time about prostitutes being reached in dreams. And I thought, why does God got to show up to him so many times in dreams? I thought, oh, is it possible that I have a bias and so many of us have a bias and we would judge them in a way based upon what they do or their outside look or what we heard <laughs> and that God's love is so reckless. He had to reach them in a dream because me and you, we had too much of the world in us to be able to reach them in the way that Jesus wanted. I'm not saying that you need to feel condemnation, that that is for sure true. I think it's a beautiful thought to think on. Am I ready to love like Jesus? Am I ready to live like Jesus? Am I ready to carry the banner of freedom like Jesus? And the only way we'll be able to live that out is remembering that Jesus has already achieved that for me. So who you are is whose you are. And you are not defined by what you do, but what he already did. So as we wrap this up, remember, hey, July is going to be a time of freedom. And if you want Jesus, before we enter this border, hey, he's available 24-7, 365. But you can call on him right now. God, take my life. You lived the life I couldn't. You rose from the dead. You're alive. You're real. You're the true king. You're the God of the universe. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I believe in you. Confess him. And he makes you in that moment brand new. Brand new. So come home. Experience freedom. Experience freedom. So here we go. Look past our president and look to our king, past our country and to our kingdom. Freedom. We'll see you next week. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. Freedom. Freedom. For freedom.
freedom. Christ. 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 Christ has set us That's free. 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 Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.